0: As Peter travelled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas who was paralysed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek her name is Dorcas she was always doing good and helping the poor about the time she came about that time she became sick and died and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room Lydda was near Joppa so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda they sent two men to him and urged him please come at once Peter went with them and when he arrived he was taken upstairs to the room All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room then he got down on his knees and prayed turning toward the dead woman he said Tabitha get up she opened her eyes and seeing Peter she sat up he took her by the hand and helped her to her feet then he called for the believers especially the widows and presented her to them alive This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, thank you, Jenny, for reading for us. And uh, good evening, church. Uh, It's good to be able to open the Bible together, and read God's word together. Uh, Before doing that, let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for the ministry of Peter. Uh, thank you for Jesus, uh, that um, through Jesus that the problem in our world is solved. And pray that we will rely on Jesus as, as we read your word. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what would you say is the biggest problem in our world today? Is it climate change, global warming, that causes Hong Kong's summer to be longer and longer and so much hotter and so much unbearable? Or is it wars uh, between Russia and Ukraine now, or the war that's still happening, the civil war uh, in Myanmar these days? Or maybe poverty, by 2019, 10 percent of our world population is still living under the extreme poverty line uh, on less than a dollar and 90 us that's around roughly 10 dollars per hong kong per day and in hong kong even in hong kong we, we see this income inequality uh, we can observe this inequality problem uh, within our society or maybe it's the pandemic Uh, I just estimated that between the start of 2020, when when the pandemic starts, uh, to the end of last year, 2021, uh, there were around 14.9 million excess deaths linked to COVID-19. Or maybe it's different minorities' rights. Maybe it's corruption. Maybe it's mental health problem. Maybe it's our um, welfare system, uh, healthcare system. If we look around our world, we can see a lot of problems around us. We're surrounded by problems. What would you say is the biggest problem in our world today? We're currently in a a sermon series on Acts, and in the last two weeks, we see how Saul has turned to Christ. And in his example, we see how he served God in his weakness. Uh, This week, Luke brings us back to the Apostle Peter, uh, focusing on his ministry, uh, what he's doing in Lida and Joppa. And in, th- in today's passage, we see the Apostle Peter dealing with the biggest problem in our world, the problem that affects every single one of us, a problem of sickness and death. Well, three things we'll see uh, today in our passage. Two people in need, two healings, and the ultimate healing that we all need. So point one. Well, I've been given two miraculous accounts in our passage today. And the first person we uh, are introduced to is a guy called Aeneas. So in verse 32 to 33. Uh, verse 32. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and has been had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas is a paralyzed man and he has been bedridden for eight long years, very long period of time. And it's not hard to imagine the difficulties that he has gone through. He cannot move, which means he is totally dependent on others. And back then, without wheelchairs or walking or standing frames, without patient lifting slings, it probably means Aeneas really is in bed for for the whole eight years, lying there, asking for help, begging for money. It's a life totally dependent on others. It's a difficult life. The second person we get um, introduced to is a lady called Tabitha in verse 36. Verse 36. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Well, Tabitha is a disciple of Jesus, and Luke tells us she was full of good works and acts of mercy, uh, possessing the, the mark of a true disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we are told she got sick and, and died, and then we got told she's, she got sick and died, and when, she, when Peter arrived in verse 39, there are all these widows in the room with her. Uh, Presumably, these widows have been helped by Tabitha, and so they are holding all these robes and and clothing. Uh, Probably Tabitha has has given to them, uh, helping them, and they are crying. Another very sad account caused by sickness and then death. Well, sickness and death is the biggest problem that Luke presents to us in today's narrative. It causes severe difficulties to to the person that's suffering it, but also to the people that's around them. And I think our world is fully aware of the problem of sickness and death. Uh, We might not talk about it very often. We might have an uh, out-of-sight, out-of-mind approach to it. But this is not because we don't see this as a problem. We know it is a problem. We just don't know what the solution is. And so we kind of leave it aside. In our modern world, we find it easiest to, to ignore death uh, by leaving it aside, to avoid talking and even thinking about it. Or to dress it with some other meanings, to, to prettify it. For example, do you know uh, for the Mexicans, they have a day called the Day of the Dead? But instead of mourning, uh, they, they portray the whole day as a, as a joyful occasion. Uh, offering a a lively environment, a bright, colorful, mixed with food and drinks and and dancing and music, a humorous tone in the face of death. And we Chinese, we we like to put everything in the yin-yang category, and everything is in balance, everything is is in a cycle. Uh, It will go forth and, and then come back, Uh, to its its balance. And we see sickness and death part of this cycle, part of this natural cycle that we human experience. From birth to old age to sickness and to death, there's natural life that everyone experiences. And we handle it with calmness. Uh, We tell ourselves, this is the full cycle of life. Everyone goes through it is normal. But deep down, we know sickness and death is not natural, it's hard, it's difficult, it's sad. And so in Lion King, in the scene where Mufasa the Lion King died, when Simba runs to his father, his lifeless father, his voice was hoarse he continually tries to wake up his father. And when he realized his father will not wake up again, when he realized his father will not go home with him again, he cries. And throughout this scene, the background music was not the famous circle of life, as if it's, it's nothing, it's just part of the life cycle. No, it was a very sad tune that Disney intended us to, to feel the sadness of the death of Mufasa, the Lion King. Friends, sickness and death is the problem of our world. It's a sad thing. It's a problem that our world has faced, still facing for a very long time already. Well, and with these two sickness and and death incidents, uh, we see two healings from Peter's ministry as well. That he brought healings to both aeneas and tabitha so in verse 34 aeneas peter said to him jesus christ heals you get up and roll up your mat immediately aeneas got up well peter's ministry is all about jesus first we can see that it's through jesus power that aeneas was healed when Peter meets Aeneas, he specifically says to him, Jesus Christ heals you. And immediately Aeneas got up. And with the raising up of Tabitha, we are told in verse 14, after Peter sent the widows out of the room, he got down on his knees and he prayed, uh, clearly showing that the healing, the miracle, is not done by Peter. It's not by Peter's power, but by God, by Jesus. Well, second, both miracles resulted in Jesus' glory. So in both verse 35 and 42, we see that uh, Luke told us the aftermath of these two miracles. Uh, All those who were around the area heard what has happened and responded with turning to the Lord, uh, believing in Jesus. And third, these are two Christ-like miracles they are recorded to, to point to us Jesus. The similarities between what Peter is doing here and what Jesus has previously done are astonishing. Uh, for example, in Luke five twenty four and 25, uh, what happened there are so similar to what Peter is saying and doing here. I'm telling the man, get up, take your mat, and immediately he he rose up. He got up. He stood up. And also in Luke eight fifty three to fifty five, when Jesus raised a child back to life, um, Jairus' daughter, uh, what Peter said and does there is uh, what Peter said and does here is also very similar to what Jesus has done back then uh, with his actions and his words. Luke. He is intentionally leading us, his readers, to think of Jesus, to see that Jesus is at the center of these two miracles. It's all about Jesus. How do you feel about it? Does it surprise you? Or is it a bit too, maybe, predictable? Well, if you grew up in, in a Sunday school, you might know that there's three modal answer to every Sunday school questions that the teachers ask. They are um, God, Jesus, and the Bible. And, and in a conservative evangelical church, at times it can feel like this as well. It's Jesus again, it's always Jesus. It's so predictable, it feels almost a bit boring. Like the church is repeating again and again the same idea. Well, we know this, this, uh, this thinking, this feeling of it's, it's boring, it's not right, but it's such a monotonous message that at times it's a bit dull. What should we do when we have these sorts of feelings to, to the message of Jesus? I came across a, a Christian article this week. And the writer was observing this phenomenon uh, within the Hong Kong Christian circle, uh, our rigidity and repetitive teachings. And the solution that the writer offers, uh, he calls for, is for church to be more creative. Well, he didn't quite spell out uh, what creative means. Uh, Maybe he just means instrumentally. Um, given him the, the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just means uh, in, in our ways to express the gospel, we need to be more creative. I uh, don't know. But I think as a church, we do need to be careful of this uh, creativity idea. I'm not saying creativity is, the, is a bad thing, and so we need to uh, be away from it. No, creativity is a good thing in itself. Uh, it's a God-given gift, and it's good. Uh, what we should use it... Um, uh, sorry, it's not a bad thing. It's a God-given gift, and we should use it. We we should celebrate it, Uh, but at the same time, we need to distinguish where we use creativity, not with the content of the message of Jesus, but only in terms of how we we express our Christian lives, how we we approach different problems with, with the same gospel. Because as human beings, as people of God, it is not our job to be creative with the content we have received. It's not our job to be creative with what God has told us in the Bible. That's not creativity. That's just rejecting the authority of God. God's word and God's plan will never change. What changes is how we apply it, how we live out the same gospel in different situations in our lives, how we have the same gospel at the center as we respond to an ever-changing world, how we submit to the same Lord Jesus as we face different challenges in life, be it in our workplace, in our family, in, in this insanely fast-paced city life, how, how our gospel responds to the pressure we, we constantly face, to be productive to an extent, almost idolizing productivity. How we face the challenges with, I guess, maybe individualism or uh, secularization in our society, that it seems any spiritual conversations are out of place, are irrelevant, should be kept within our personal life, should not be brought to the public sphere. Church, Jesus is the only good news we have. It is right for him to be at the center of our personal lives, our church lives, our Christian life. And when we feel that it is rigid and, and a repetitive message, when we feel that talking about Jesus is so predictable and boring, the problem is not with Jesus. The problem is with us. It might be because we, we are not digging deep enough to, to the wealth and richness of Jesus Christ. It might be because we are not working hard to find out how the different gospel edges speak to the current situation that we are facing in our world. Maybe because we are not serious enough in applying, in wrestling with God's word and, and then applying it to our heart, allowing it to, to shape our heart, to change our heart, uh, to, to chip, up, chip away the, the, the idols in our heart. It might be because at times, human teachers like me, are incapable and full of flaws, just like everyone else. And so the teaching and applying it is dry and at times a bit predictable. Church, the way forward is not to be creative and change the message of Jesus. The way forward is to have genuine faith. Uh, The faith that's from a heart, changing our heart. and, And just like what Alex constantly t- reminds us to have the Christian community around us, to remind us to wrestle with them together and, and think about how together we, we can change our life according to what, how the gospel teaches us, how together we can, we can share um, how we respond to, um, to our society uh, with a Christ- Christian uh, gospel principle, I share how different... Bits of the Bible shape our life and changes our life. Church, Jesus should always be at the center of our teachings, of what we do and what we think about. If we do not have Jesus at the center, if we make something else at the center, our ministry is pointless, and it will be useless for salvation. Jesus must be put the very center of our church life, of our Christian life. And this is the example of Peter's ministry. Jesus is at the center of it. It's through Jesus' power that Peter heals the paralytic. It is following Jesus' example that Peter raised Aeneas up and raised Tabitha from the dead. And it is Jesus' name that has been upheld as the result of these two miracles. Well, back to the original question that we asked at the start. What is the biggest problem in our world today? What's the biggest need our world has today? In today's passage, Luke presented sickness and death as one of the biggest problems we face as humanity. And we see that both Aeneas and Tabitha were healed by the ministry of Peter. Through Jesus, their sickness and death uh, were dealt dealt, dealt with, and they recovered. They are raised up again. And good on them, but but what about us? Uh, If death and sickness is also the problem we are facing now, what's the solution for us? Uh, How can we handle this problem without Peter among us now? I think Luke has given us a hint in today's passage on how to deal with this sickness and death problem through the repeated occurrence of a certain word. Arise or in the NIV, get up. In verse 34 and 40, Aeneas, uh, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and drop your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. And in verse 40, Peter sent uh, the widows out of the room, Uh, then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. And not just in these two commands, uh, they're having this language of arising or or, or get up, but also in verse 39 and 41. When when Peter went up to the upper room uh, with with them, uh, the word is also when Peter was arising and and he went with them. And also in verse 41, uh, when Peter took Tabitha's hand and helped her to her feet, uh, it's literally just uh, raised her up. The same word, same language used here. And the question is, what's the significance of this language of arising hidden all over our passage today? I think they are intentionally being put here to remind us the similarities between our recent Jesus and the two recent characters, Tabitha and Aeneas. Their arises are Christ-like. Aeneas and Tabitha are following the pattern of our Lord Jesus, who is risen from the dead. And Luke is telling us, particularly through Tabitha, Jesus' disciples will follow Jesus' footsteps. Jesus is risen from the dead, and so his followers, his disciples, will, will follow this pattern. Resurrection is the ultimate healing follower of Jesus will receive and experience. It might not look like Aeneas and Tabitha's uh, healing, which is immediate and, and temporal, because after all, uh, they died afterwards as well. Uh, the rising up that uh, Jesus' disciples will experience, the resurrection that we will follow, from Jesus' footsteps, we will come at the end and it will be an irreversible resurrection like our Lord Jesus Christ, forever and ultimate. Well, Dante, a famous Italian uh, poet and, and writer, once put tragedy and comedy like this. He said, a tragedy is the story that begins in joy, but ends in pain. Sorry, I missed the second bit. But a comedy is a story that begins in pain, but ends in joy. Church, in this logic, all our human lives are tragedy because it always ends with a funeral. No matter how successful we are, no matter how many things we have achieved in this world, no matter how many toys we manage to lay our hands on and seize and grasp in this life, death always comes at the end, and we lose everything we possess. And we don't need to wait till our death to to get a taste of the tragedy. An older Christian uh, once said to me, Is all downhill after 40 years old. After 40, it's just managing the decline of his body. When he was in his 20s, uh, when he hurt his shoulders and got sent to a doctor, the doctor will immediately send him to a physio uh, to get him healed, uh, to strengthen the shoulder, to um, get it better so that he can continue to use it, um, a a healthy shoulder, for the rest of his life. And after 40, when he hurt his shoulder and go to the doctor, the doctor, the first thing the doctor asked him is, have you had some paracetamol? It's just pain management from now on. It's just managing the decline, slowing down the problem in our body to a reasonable level. And the good news in Jesus is his resurrection allow us to, to turn our lives from a tragedy to a comedy by following his pattern. The end of our story is not sickness and death, but resurrection and life. Sure, we'll still go through pain and sufferings in in this life. We'll definitely go through sickness and and died die one day. But that's not the end. Just like what Jesus has gone through all this, but Jesus has also been resurrected. And so following Jesus' pattern of suffering will also follow his pattern of life, of resurrection. And this is the good news for the followers of Jesus Christ. By changing the end, Jesus allows our lives to turn from a tragedy to a comedy. He changes the ending of our story from from a funeral to a wedding as a church with our Lord Jesus, from pains to joy at the end. Church, this is the ultimate healing that Jesus offers for our world, a promised resurrection. As Jesus himself has been resurrected, we will follow his footsteps. Resurrection is the ultimate solution we need. It's the ultimate answer that God has given us in a world of sickness and death. It is the way to turn our lives from a tragedy to a comedy do we see the significance of jesus resurrection do we see resurrection is the best news that we can have as human and so do we hold on to it and don't let go well let's ask god to open our open our eyes and and hold firmly to this promise that we have let's pray Uh, Father God, we thank you that our Lord Jesus not just died on the cross, but is also resurrected. And so uh, now sitting at the right hand of you. So Father, please uh, help us to see this solution that you offer. Um, This is the solution to our world uh, full of sickness and at the end, death. Uh, Please help us to see the the importance, the significance of this promise, and so hold on to it. And uh, to follow our Lord Jesus' example, uh, this pattern, not just sufferings and difficulties and and pains uh, in this life, but also, um, at the end, resurrection with him. Uh, Please help us to hold firmly to this promise. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.